What up, everyone? Welcome again to another episode from my mom's garage. As always, this is your host, Tony, with Nikki. Hello, saludo. Salud. I, mean, I, I want to learn like different ways to say hello. I'm like, every time uh, I say that, I kind of want to wish I wish I knew like other no, languages. Well, you have YouTube. You can help. Just find a YouTube to just get, say hello in a I different know. language. Hello. You know what? Saludo. I don't know. Next, next week, you're going to say hello in French. Hello in French. Yes. All right. Oh, man. How's everything been? Good? Good. Slow, quiet. Chill. Yeah, I was... uh, I'm still trying to recover from my two weeks of traveling. It's... it's, It was a a bad journey. I know. But it was tiring. It was lack of sleep and having trouble with sleep and all that, but... So I'm catching up, though, so that's a good part. Well, it also gives you perspective on if you had a job where you were traveling all the time. I, 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 th- I thought about that, too, when I was traveling back home. I was like, if I had a job that I had to travel like 30% of the time, 40%, that this would <laughs> suck. But then again, I think at, at some point you just get accustomed to it, so it's like whatever. No, I don't think so. I think so. I think after a little bit, it, you'll get used to it. You know, it's so funny. I've read uh, like for people, let's say for example, like um, pilots or or um, or flight attendants, they uh, they tend to like share an apartment like somewhere in another city if they go to that city a lot. Like that just shows you the lack of a home. Is that mm-hmm. you have to actually get a basically like a temporary home all over the country, which sounds great, but trust me, as somebody who traveled for three years, <laughs> it, it it can get it can get to you after a while. Uh, I don't know. Let's the hope I never of, have to do that. Home after a while hope I don't have to find a job that I have to do that. But hey, now trust me, I'm still young. I don't have any kids, and I'm not married. I, I'm still that still seems like an appealing offer, but I can see how it can get to you. Yeah, hey. but let's let's get into some news. What do you got for me, bro? All right. So, uh, have you seen the movie Pig? I think it's on your list. I don't know. It's on it's... my list of movies to watch, but I have yet to watch it. So, so just it's uh, it's uh. Well, I know what it's about. Nicholas Cage, which is what well, come from the director um, Michael Sarnowski. Sarnowski. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, funny enough, before we get into the news, that so, um, Nicholas Cage is nominated as best leading actor through the Critics Award for that movie. For that movie, and he's supposed to be a top contender for the Academy Awards for best lead actor for that movie. Yeah. Wow. Yes. That's why I want to watch it, just because it seems like a, it's a well-received movie. Yeah. You know, even though people are really not talking about anything particular about the details, it seems like people are talking about how good the movie is. Yes. So, but coming from that, the director, Michael Cernowski, uh, is supposed to be directing Quiet Place 3, which is going to be the spinoff of the movie, of the franchise. Hmm. John Krasinski is still producing... What was the guy? What was the uh, director? You said the director's name is Michael Konoski? Sarnowski. Michael Sarnowski. 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 I gotta look that up. I mean, honestly, I didn't think they needed a. Like, it's not that I don't think they needed a two. I just think that two they gave us was not what I wanted. Yeah, so, but this one's a spinoff, though. Mm -hmm. So, this one's gonna be a spinoff of the, of the, this, the franchise. So he he got picked up to helm that story, uh, through Paramount. So I don't know, it might be going straight to Paramount when it comes out. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I don't know. Like, let's see. Because <clears> like, right now, if two is an indicator, then no. I, and it was just, okay. So the thing with uh, Quiet Place, the first one that became, it was so brilliant about it. It yeah, it was a sci-fi horror base, but it was a it was a huge family drama. Yeah, it was. I mean, the emotional attachment that you created with the people, the characters, everybody, and the things that happened just that's that's how it impacted you the most. And I felt like part two was just kind of relying on just the sci-fi portion of it. You know the 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 catalyst of the of the thrill, but not necessarily building the emotional connection like the first one did no i know it didn't so and that's the thing about new horror movies now is that um i think you have to kind of play that up you gotta because like for example think about uh invisible man <coughs> invisible man was another yeah. one that yeah it was a sci-fi base type thriller but the movie is more of a of a true you know uh psychological drama of abuse you know what i'm saying like that's how these movies are doing so well. So if you make the movie, you got to make it based on those things. So I hope if they're going to make a part three, that they keep that element in it. It's because if they're just going to go rely on the, the, the monster, the, the mythos of it, it, it might be entertaining, but it, it'll definitely lose the credibility of the first one. Oh yeah, definitely. I agree. But let's see, let's see what, what goes on. Cause they do have John Krasinski on the, on the um, I know, I mean, he was the creator chair. of the original, so it's it's all hopeful. Yeah, and talking about creator of the original, uh, the the raid it was a uh, I think what was it? it was a Japanese or Korean? Um, I am blanking. Um, because um, Tony is it Tony Ja that made, that that was the main person? That no, made? it wasn't Tony Ja. Was it? No, it wasn't. I thought it was Tony Ja. Darn it. So. I mean, so, right, so we'll sorry. continue. So the raid is being remade yeah. in development with Michael Bay and uh, Patrick Hughes. But they can also have the original director of the movie, Garth Evans, producing it for Netflix. So where do we have Patrick Evans? He, he's done um, Expendables 3. Mm-hmm. He's done Hitman's Bodyguard and the sequel to that one, The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Which was, a, was funny and it was entertaining. Uh, he also did. He just finishing up another movie called The Man from Toronto with Kevin Hart and Woody Harrelson. Okay. And then you have Michael Bay. You know the Bad Boys, The Rock, Armageddon, all the Transformers. So you know it's gonna be very action blow up. Which the funny thing is, is that those are that I mean, no disrespect to what I mean. Well, except for Michael Bay, I can disrespect him a little bit, but you disrespect him all you want. I don't know. I was saying Michael Bay. You can say I mean I don't know. Michael Bay is holding with. Like I feel like they all of a sudden there's gonna be more explosions, um, and then underage girls that are way too sexualized for for a movie for anything. Period. Yeah. Um, but aside from that, just literally just taking it seriously based off of those two filmographies, I don't know how like, that does not fit at all because the whole thing about the raid was it was grounded. It was brutal, but it was grounded. Like it was, yeah. You know, like honestly, the the only movie that I thought was, if, if you really want to see a raid, American remix of it, like a, a Judge Dread, exactly. The, I even judge a Dread, Dread, Judge yeah. Dread. That's what? exactly what Dread was. The Dread felt like it was inspired uh, reboot of Raid. Yeah, 
Because he was going up the ladder or the, the building. Well, he was to, going up trying to get it. He was to stuck the kingpin. In the building. Yeah. yeah. But it's cool because even though it was a sci-fi movie, the it was gory. Mm-hmm. It was brutal. It was, you know, that's what it should be. But those two directors you just announced are not known for those things. What? The, yeah, Ken Patrick Hughes, yeah. In what way? Expendables 3? I don't remember. That, I don't remember. I didn't watch part three. Was, was three. Just this, just think Expendables, just straight action packed. No, I'm not no, saying the action, but I'm talking about the action. Oh, like the storyline? There's different actions. There's action that's fun to watch, and there's action where it's like, oh, like that, that brutal, like you watching, yeah, like cringe, like action, like it's realistic and yeah, dramatic and hardcore. Yeah, that's the one that I like. And that's oh, so, the rate oh is. yeah, they're they're a little bit more. They're out yeah, of that realm a little bit. They're flashy action. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're for they're gonna explosion. kill a million. They're gonna kill a bunch of guys like you, <laughs> with like two guns and yeah, like, bullets. Yeah, they're gonna shoot somebody in the leg and like <laughs> and then that's it. It's gone. You know, like those kind of movies. That's the kind of movies they make, which is fine. It's all good in its own realm it's just it's not what the raid was no it wasn't and then all on top of that with this is that they are is going to be set in philadelphia mm-hmm. in the badlands of philadelphia says so it's, it's they're completely reimagining location mm-hmm. atmosphere so i guess they're just trying to get the i guess the embodiment of what it was is is very hardcore Going up the each level and battling, I guess bosses, mini bosses, henchmen, everything you can. I just okay, you know, okay, I'm about this. Um, and mind you, I've never saw the movie, so I, I will take that that bullet for it. But it, even the trailer did not sell me on it. But it feels like when they went from District B13 to uh, what was the name of it? The the Brick Mansions. Oh, okay. I remember. They had Paul Walker in it? Yes. And which is weird because they had the original... Director and actor. actor. Yeah, the original actor who technically I think he's accredited for creating parkour Parkour. in general. Yeah. And (laughs) I don't know. I just felt like... I don't remember. I didn't watch the movie, but it did not not feel like it was going to be as grounded and and crazy as the original. No. I, I doubt it. (laughs) <laughs> but that's what this that's what this feels like that this whole reboot right now that they're doing that they're they're just finding a ways out I don't know it's just there's sometimes we like stories from other countries because they tell stories in their own way yeah but I don't understand when we get this idea where it's like oh let's tell, retell the story our own way but then we won't like it you know what I'm saying like oh yeah but that's what I'm saying it's like it's like if I, if if me and you are good at what we do, you know, you were, let's say we're artists and we create our own kind of art. I create gothic art. You create, um, you know, like colorful, like, uh, you know, colorful, bright art. Right. And then, you know, you, you decide, you know, something, I love that piece that you do. And everybody loves that piece that you do. Let me just go ahead and remake it in my way. And, you know, so people could like it, you know, more. I'm like, that makes no sense. It's like the reason people like that art is because I make it my way, that that dark way. That's so right, you're gonna yeah. do it your way, which is bright. So it's like gonna take it away completely, take away from you know. It's like just don't. If you're yeah. not gonna, if you're not gonna make it with the same intention or idea, or even like like I said, even with when they did the whole thing with Dread, you took you took inspiration from that movie and made another one. 
I yeah. think that's amazing when you do that stuff. Yeah, because and they're not taking the name, so you're not really you're not comparing it to anything else. You get the experience of that. Well, and what's movie. great about it, because if you do Dread, you compare it to Judge Dread with uh, Sylvester Stallone. You're like two completely different Dreads, two completely different stories. One, you could tell where the inspiration came from. <laughs> but you just perfectly surmised what's about to happen. Do you know that, right? Yeah. Because we're about to go from having Dread, which is Raid, to Judge Dread. Dread. Which, <laughs> hey, dude, I love Dread. Judge Red back in the day, it was fun to watch, but it's not. Compa- is that, it's not is that grounded like the other one? No. Nope. Like Dread. No, it's not. Yeah. So. <laughs> so here's another interesting news. What you got, bro? Uh, John Watts. He is the director of Spider-Man No Way Home. He did uh, the treatment writing and he's producing Final Destination 6. And is going to be going to HBO Max. I haven't heard this movie in such a long time. And I don't know how they're going to close off. I thought they closed it off on part five. Did they? I mean, they, they looped it. They, yeah, they looped it. That goes back around. So you like, all right, so it's never again. It's never ending. See, okay, wait a minute. Like, <laughs> okay, so I didn't follow. After the first one, I really didn't follow. Like, I might have watched it here and there, but I didn't follow. Like, because... The thing about that movie, I thought the first one was brilliant, but I thought it was brilliant because it was, um, the whole point was you had no answers. Like, you didn't know. So you're saying it's death. And that's the thing is, like, if you're telling me you're going to fight death, which is, like, inevitability. Yeah. It seems like a weird movie to premise around because you really can't fight death. Yeah. So when they try, it just seems weird. I don't know. They're trying to cheat death. Yeah. So it's like, in this case, are you going to actually get death to show up? And I don't know. I mean, it's a fun, interesting movie to watch, I guess. But you you really have to know you're about to just watch everybody get killed. Cause yeah, because I know the first one and the, the second one was closely tied to the first one a little bit. Mm-hmm. That carried over. But I think the third one, it was completely different group. And I think, and there was one another one, like part five. I think part five, the way it ended, it was the beginning of part one. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, like, it was funny because they kept on trying to figure things out. Like, first one's, uh, uh, they were just trying to survive. And the second one, they were like, oh, but it's in a specific order. So, you know, something had to do with that. Or, like, let's break the order. Something like that. Like, if we break the order, we break the cycle or whatever. Yeah. So, I don't know. It just, it, like, it's not that it's not a, I don't know how to explain it. It's just a weird premise to go off of. Especially because you're doing popcorn horror movies. They're yeah. not. They're not psychological thrillers. They're not in-depth movies. They're just popcorn <laughs> movies. So it's a weird premise to go off of. With that, that seems like a really complex, nuanced villain. It's not a slasher. You know what I'm saying? It's not like no. It's not. Yeah, it's not Chucky. You don't, you don't have. Not, you don't have a, a. You do have a definite villain, uh-huh. but not one that you could fight against. You're just cheating it. You just yeah, like prolonging the inevitable. Exactly. That's all it is, and. And I, and and I'm surprised that it got to five movies, because I think the first the first one was really good. The second one was more traumatizing mm-hmm. than the first one. I feel because the second one was with the logs. Yeah, and and every time I drive behind trucks, I was <laughs> I was get out of the way. So I still see, I still see memes where people like, nope, nope, <laughs> <laughs> nope, get the fuck out of the way. Oh my god. 
it, it would just be more interesting if there was a human element to the villain. Like they had, there was reasoning behind it. Like yeah, maybe somebody, um, like somebody did something, something then kind of witchcraft to like the ring. What do you mean? Yeah, well, yeah, something. So where some, something that 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 it was a catalyst that started the whole process, and you have to stop it somehow. Yeah, but like it is death, but it's somebody put a curse on you or something, so that death gets you takes you early. Yeah, that would be more interesting. But like the fact that it's just death, it's just weird. <laughs> but. Let's see. I, I, I always try to give it a chance. I mean, the thing is, you're going to tell in the trailer right away what kind of movie it's going to be. And I don't really feel at this point, if you're going through, if you're going to make part six, you're not really trying to make a masterpiece. Oh, no, you're not. You're, you're not expected to after, <laughs> after so many, so many fucking uh, I just movies. laugh how many movies exist with certain movies, like um, or for certain titles. Like, for example, I think that I even heard something about they might even try to make, remake um, Jeepers Creepers. Yeah, they are. It's coming out this year. Which I hope I I think it's gonna it's gonna be a whole new director and everything. Whole right? new director, whole new production company, everything. Everything's brand new. They're not using anybody from which I'm happy about from the original. The other guy is creepy. The original because the original director wasn't he the original writer also? Yeah, that's why he, that's why part three from what I heard or again this could be my speculation of it. Yeah, was that it was a limited release of the movie because of the guy itself, like what he did. Yeah. Something about it. They just didn't want to release in the theater. So it was like a one day release and that was it. Yeah, it was only yeah, it was only in theater for three days or four days. For like the weekend and that's it. Yeah. And they took it down. And I watched it too. And I, I think wa- it's I, I, I didn't think watch it's the theater, watch it. Because a lot of the uh, um allegations against him were yeah, coming was, out that week. And that's one of the few things where what the artist does personally affects like that's what I'm saying. Like when people want to uh in a sense I hate using this term, but when people let's say want to cancel um, a person because something they might have said or done and then want to kind of just take away all the stuff they created. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little iffy on that just because, you know, sometimes they create beautiful things even though they might not be good people. Yeah. You know, that, but it's still a beautiful thing. But the only time I really agree with, like, maybe we shouldn't enjoy the things they create is when you start realizing the things that they're being accused of it was in, it's it in front was, of, it was it's, in front of you the whole time. Yeah, it was kind of embedded into the art itself. Yeah. So when part two came, like now when I found out that you know he has these accusations about <laughs> some weird thing with like him and young boys. Yeah. And then you find then breeding you, them and all that. Well, then you when you see far, part one and the, for some reason uh, Justin Long's belly button was a thing, which I don't yeah. know, you know. And then the part two is a part where only the guys of the football team were just on top of the the thing like. Taking a suntan without shirts on, I'm like this. At the time, I thought it was weird, but now it's just like, oh yeah, that's why. Now it's uncomfortable. Like- now I see. <laughs> but going back to Final Destination mm-hmm. with John Watts, what good thing about it is that you saw his storytelling through No Way Home, and how how much of a box office blow up it was. Yeah. Not only because not only because of the character, but because the story was told, how the story was told. Through his eyes as a director, so him doing the treatment draft mm. and doing producing, I feel like he is going to put something together that's going to be somewhat better of a storytelling process. Mm. We're just going to see what director did they get to to do that to put that vision in it on it. Who would you put? Is there a certain for Final Destination? For Final Destination, is there a certain director you would put or anybody in particular? 
I'm thinking somebody like super. Anybody, right? Is anybody. anybody? It, it could be anybody. I'm trying to think of someone that has like probably like a few films under their belt. Just, just because I want them to do horror, or if they haven't, or someone out of the blue, Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan. Yes. What? Yes. Christopher Nolan doing horror. Mm-hmm. He has a tendency to be so realistic. That I want to see him do something like this because obviously he knows death is a thing, right? So imagine him trying to show if how do we visual how can we visualize death, death? itself? And he's all very much into practical effects too. So yeah. his interpretations of their death would be super like you would feel it. Because think about it, uh, Interstellar. Like even though think about it, it's a spaceship sci-fi black hole movie, all this stuff, right? Yeah. I felt like I was there. I felt like I can picture being in those locations because he makes it super like tangible the way he makes his work. So yeah. Yeah. If we're going to, if we're going to go with such a over the top concept of death, I want to see somebody who can take over top concept and make it grounded. So Christopher Nolan, Christopher Nolan, mine would have been, um, remember he, the last movie he made was time. Time. Shit, yeah. <laughs> so, I seriously think he would be. You know what I would do? I would, I would do uh, Dennis Villeneuve. Talking about the guy from uh, Dune, the, the Dune, hmm. Sicario. It just seems so small scale. Arrival. That seems very small scale. That which, that which, some he. I, I don't think he's ever done horror. If I'm not mistaken, he's never done. I mean, he, he's never he's done, done horror. Graphic drama, but. <laughs> The thing is, I would I would want to see if I was if I was gonna have him do horror, I would have him do like like a slasher horror. Slasher horror. Yeah, if I was gonna have him do horror, it would be a slasher horror. Oh, I want him for this for Final Destination. All right, because I was thinking about the the my go tos when it comes to stuff like this is usually like um um the guy who did uh, um Pan's Labyrinth, Guillermo de Toro. Yes, but. He's very fantasy, and it, like, I love his fantasy work, but I don't want fantasy with this. I want grounded. I want something, like, super realistic and tangible. Yeah. And that usually the person who could take something, over, like, over the top and ground it to something tangible is um, How about Christopher Nolan. Uh, what's his name? Rob Zombie. He's done way too much. I know he's, that's all he is all about. It's all a horror movie. Yeah, but, but he has he's always has a killer or like a, a physical villain. Like he wouldn't like this, I think. I think he would. Nah, I don't think this is his type of tea. Like we we when we're going to contact Rob no, Zombie. No, the reason would I he say, ever be the, down to The reason I don't think it would be his type of tea is because the whole point is if he appreciates horror, he appreciates like you said, he appreciates the the per, the villain cre- who is doing the killing. Right, you create a perfect villain in a horror movie, a slasher movie, whatever. That's what makes you afraid. <coughs> These movies wouldn't really make you afraid; it would just make you paranoid. Yeah. Because who would you be? You wouldn't be up at night looking around your room for this person. That's what Rob Zombie would do. He would want to create a horror character. These movies don't have that that character. The only time they actually try to use that character was when they, when they brought the guy from um, Candyman. As a coroner, but he wasn't even the villain. Yeah. Was it? Shit, okay. 
But yeah, I'm still sticking with Dennis. Really new one. Do you UV. think? We got we got our peoples. Yes. All right. Lastly, we're talking about this trailer that just came out with Zoe Kravitz called Kimmy. And it just follows Zoe Kravitz Kravitz's character as she is a voice analyzer. Voice stream analyzer. So she follows streams and listens to them and and I guess reports if there's any inconsistency and that she finds what sounds like somebody being killed a premeditated murder and she's trying to get it out to her company to tell them i think this is what i heard and everybody's like like no it's not is that what you really heard completely dismissing what it was and so you see her going on this whole cat and mouse chase trying to get the news out or expose whoever whoever did it whoever it was or who's behind it and people, the obstacles, the people in her way trying to capture her. See, the problem that I have with the movie, the trailer so far is that I'm not consistent on what, what, because I mean, it, it seems easy, easy enough to, to follow as far as, oh yeah, they're trying to silence her, but I still ask myself a question, why? Like, she's the one that listens to those streams for those companies, right? Yeah. So, is it that they're not supposed to hear that? Is that that they caused that death and they were trying to block it? Is that they probably felt like they were liable because they can they were witness to it, or you know, or like like you said, maybe they they were not supposed to be listening in the first place. So that's the part that I'm just like, okay, I'm not exactly sure why the company wants quiet. Yeah, because it's not like that was the part that got me in the trailer was when I found out she actually was of that company doing that. Yeah, so it wasn't that people are listening to her because of her equipment. It's that she heard something on somebody else's equipment. So that's the part that I'm just... But it did remind me, I was watching the trailer and thinking about the story and everything. It reminded me of a movie with Sandra Bullock from the back in the day called The Net. Yes. <laughs> I thought about that. <laughs> so let's see. But it's it's going to be an interesting movie because I'm sure... I feel like it's obviously playing to a huge paranoia that people have when it comes to um, smart devices in their house. Yes. Talking about smart devices mm-hmm. and that I saw... The, I, I recently saw, again... Uh, the movie War Games with uh, Matthew Broderick. Yes. And when I was watching it, I'm like, this reminds me of another movie, which was first, I don't know how I, I correlated together, was Eagle Eye with Shia LaBeouf. I get it. Just because but- the fact of in, in War Games, uh, Matthew Broderick stumbles upon this. He's trying to find, I guess, a game, uh, online game store to download a game, and he finds this other website, mm-hmm. and it's connected to this supercomputer that all it does is simulates war uh, preventions or war mm-hmm. tactics and tries to play it. The creator based the game on AI that's self, it's, it, le- it teaches itself mm-hmm. to how to beat the next time it plays, how to win. Mm-hmm. So the object of that character or the, or the supercomputer is to win the game, no, no matter what cost. Mm. And then I'm like, damn. And then that's when I thought of Eagle Eye is that Shia LaBeouf's character reluctantly meets this AI that it's, it has him do these certain things, events. But the ultimate thing is that it's trying to win humanity back by... Mm. It, no, it just, but the thing of the difference trying is... trying to win, but try to Well, the destroy. difference is that Eagle Eye has a has an actual mission like it's uh it actually has an actual mission in place 
in the world. So all the access that it has was given to him. But obviously he felt that he knew they, the, the machine knew better as far as how to properly take care of the world because that was what they created yeah. it for. Now, the difference was with um, war, war, games. Like war games was he was, was trying almost, to win. It was, but he, he basically fought a kid, a child, a child computer, in a sense, a child minded computer because the child, the computer doesn't know the complexities of society itself to know what's going on. It just, yeah. I, they, he was just a kid who's playing a video game and designed to win it. So yeah. when he starts mm-hmm. taking over all these different things, he don't know the difference between his game and the fact that he's about to actually annihilate the real world. Yeah. But I would, I, you know, out of all the movies, that's not a bad movie to remake because war games. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I mean, think I thought about, about it. that. It's, it's, um, and I think that's why I came up with Eagle. I'm like, they should remake this movie because one, it's, it, it, it could cross generations because of technology itself alone. And then that's why I came up with Eagle Eye because I'm like, oh, this is just an AI that taught itself everything and learned that what would be better for humanity is to eliminate all these other individuals because they're making the world not worse in, in, the, in the eye of the AI. And, and in turn, like how you said, the war games, he was just pretty much just trying to win. It would I be would, interesting if... Um if it was more complex and just kind of, cause I mean, they, they made it simple. Like it's just, uh, missiles and silos and stuff like that. Right. What about the next game is a computer that's designed to, um, try to interpret like espionage. Yeah. Like who would spy on who and how would be able to find that out and whatever. So it's a simulation game where you play, you, you only play it for the purpose of trying to see, what the computer would tell you is a possible, possible result. Yeah. But somehow somebody finds it and puts it online, which you didn't have access to online. So it starts actually playing those scenarios in real life where it starts to check people's phone messages, text people, yeah, message people Just, in a way. So basically playing, playing the whole game of espionage online on its own. And then the only person who the person who put it online or might be the only person who knows how to kind of defeat it. it. Yeah. Because they think that it's a game, they don't know realize yeah. it's, it's it's knowingly how to play that that kind of game, that kind of espionage game. It's it starts, playing the game thinking it's a game, but in reality, it's actually affecting everything. Well, the game itself is just playing playing scenarios, but it didn't have access to be able to do it in real life. It was yeah. just doing it in a digital world. So when they put it online, the person who was playing it thought it was just another online. Why didn't they do it through the multiverse? Did they do like a multiverse <laughs> version of that. Oh what. Just like that, but in the multiverse. It'd be funny. Like the metaverse, sorry, not the multiverse, the metaverse. It'd be funny if, um, if, uh, uh, there's a, there's a, a version of, um, if there's a version of, uh, T, was it TVA? That yeah. They don't, they don't just stop, like, uh, variants from stopping, whatever, but they actually have a, they build worlds out of simulations to see what would happen for different things. Yeah. Like they purposely let things happen to try to create different variants. Okay, I got you. To see which one would be, was better, better work out. That'd be interesting to watch too. So for them, it's not really stopping anything. It's literally just experimenting. Experimenting. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Be more pro- pro- uh, proactive than reactive. But I can't wait to see how Kimmy's going to play out. But right now, I'm so confused on the plot. Yeah, but let's see. It's coming out in a month, so that that's not good. <laughs> Well, I'm being serious. They're usually a quick uh, commercial to 
run to 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 screen is a user three months to give it build up. Yeah, one month just means that it did it was, not. It was like pretty rushed. I don't know if it's rushed. It just doesn't feel like they trust it enough. Like you know, you build it long enough so you trust that the plot and everything, trailers are good enough to be like, yeah, we're gonna go watch it. Yeah, one trailer before you come out, it just feels like you don't have enough material to really rely on. You don't know. No, I really don't. I'm just yeah. going based on. Sometimes we don't. What was it? The movie we just, I think, talked about earlier was uh, the bar, the Tinder bar. Well, again, that's a different because that's that's more considered indie. But, that's but, budget. I ne- but I've never seen the trailer. Well, again, that's like I said, that's considered indie. That's budget. Well, this was. It was if it was budget, it was a big budget because. Oh, I know lo- what you mean, but like um, this one, this one could be indie. It's just that it's just through HBO Max. We'll see. We'll see yeah. how it comes out. All right, guys. Like always, thank you so much for tuning into the latest episodes from my mom's garage. As always, you can find us on our Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at from my mom's garage, or hit us up on our email at g at fmmgpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think, thoughts, or concerns. As always, tell a friend, send a friend, bring a friend. See you next week. <laughs>